Hello, everybody. And today we have cranial sacral fascial technique. And I know you're asking, what is cranial sacral fascial technique? Well, it's the icing on the cake to the flow technique. Flow technique is fascia, lymph, and overall wellness. You've heard me talk about flow for the last 30 or 40 episodes. And today we have Holly and Kim from the CFT Global team here to instruct you, educate you about what the system is about. And if you are stuck in your case, this could be the piece that you're missing. So join us for today's episode of The Beats for the CFT, the missing piece in your case. to the Beats with Kelly Kennedy. And this week, I'm so excited to bring two of my newest colleagues and friends on the scene with the world at large. Uh, when I was exposed to this technique, it was about three years ago, I had sent some clients in our local area and we got some amazing results. And I said in my mind, oh, I want to take that class. And you know, things happened, life happened that I never got to take that class and COVID happened. And I was so, so happy to see that they were teaching the class and they were teaching it locally and I could go to it and enter Holly and Kim and Holly and Kim are the teachers of this amazing technique called cranial sacral fascial. I'm going to let you tell them a little bit of their background, but for those of you who know, I do a lot of flow technique. I do a lot of manual technique. I'm really um, involved with the dental work and the airways and so forth. And when I sat in this class for five minutes, I literally was like, first of all, these two ladies are so authentic and so amazing. I'm so excited for you guys to meet them. But also this technique is the icing on the cake to the flow technique. Oh my gosh, this opens up the fascia in a different way. So I would like to introduce you all to Holly Steflick and Kim Sherlock of Cranial Sacral Fascial Technique Global, which we'll give you all their information at the end. So welcome ladies. Thank you, Hi, Kelly. Kelly. So tell us a little bit, I know uh, we'll start with you, Kim. I know your background was a little bit um, not in body work, right? Mm -hmm. you, you started this, I think, because of your own child or something, didn't you? No, no, actually um, it was probably around 2007 and I was sitting with a friend. We were watching our kids play sports or you know, on a field somewhere. That's all we used to do back then. And <laughs> she was telling me that her son was being treated by Dr. Barry Gillespie and that his results were remarkable. He was, his, ash, his asthma had resolved, learning issues, behavioral issues. And I'm watching this kid, like stellar athlete at this point, running on a field. And so she kind of said to me, you know, you, you would like this, you should go, he teaches this work. And I was like, I don't know why she's saying this because I had no background in medicine, no background in physical therapy or anything like that. But I had a real uh, interest in health and wellness from more of an alternative natural approach. So um, I thought, okay, sure, I'll, I'll go learn how to do this. And then I could work on my kids or my friends. And that's what I did. So I went to his three-day class. It was um, September of 2008. And, and Dr. Barry Gillespie is the creator of the technique, yes. is a periodontist here in our local Philadelphia area that just has happened to create an incredible global technique that is yes. now finally. So he developed this work over 35 years ago. So I went to the class. Uh, I got it. I just started. I said, I'm going to go home. I'm going to buy a table. I'm going to just start doing this thing. And things started happening for my family and friends. And then they started referring people. I would be getting these phone calls about, you know, this thing that you do. I was like, okay. And eventually people started having remarkable results. They were talking to their doctors, like down at some of our big teaching hospitals in Philadelphia. And Dr. Gillespie and I became friends. And at one point he took me aside. He's like, okay, Kim, you're going to need to get like licensed, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, I, I went to massage school. I got you know, my license in um, massage therapy and body work. And I started teaching with him. And so just as an instructor on the floor, and then we, we developed a very, very good friendship. And when he decided that he wanted to retire from teaching, uh, him and I had a conversation and I said, if you don't want to go out in the world and teach this and travel to places where we were being requested, I will. And had the conversation with Holly. We were we had become friends at that point, and um, and so we have been able to travel to South Africa and the UK and throughout the US. And it is just you know we both have individual practices, 
but we really love the teaching because it's just so exponential that we can now teach you, Kelly, and then you have people coming in that you can help and so on and so on. So, and it's uh, one of the techniques, honestly, that I've never seen such amazing quick results. Mm-hmm. It's something that I learned in a weekend. Yeah. Before, you know? And what's so fantastic is that, you know, I was, I was someone who had no background and I have literally traveled the world now teaching this. And I have, you know, a very full practice from newborns through the elderly and all different conditions. And I always just say to the students, if I can do this, you can do this. Right. And so we have, we have people in our class who are parents of brain injured children who have no background, but they want to help their kids very consistently with this work sitting next to orthodontists, chiropractors, uh, neurosurgeons. And it's like, it doesn't matter because we teach it from a very beginner mind and in a very right brain experiential way that, you know, everybody is on an equal playing field when they come in to learn CFT. So we want to talk about CFT a little bit, but I want to get to Holly. And so Holly, you were a body talker, correct? Yeah. I started out, um, with, you know, in body work, I, maybe like 25 years ago, I went to massage school. And so I just, over the years, studied a lot of different types of, you know, manual therapy, um, you know, myofascial release, um, and then also became interested in the more energetic part of it and um, became a body talk um, practitioner and instructor and have been doing that for the last 15 years. And so I, um, just kind of felt like there was something missing in, in my practice. And so I, I had heard of um, CFT from, you know, other colleagues and, um, and I, I don't know, I just like, I looked it up once or twice and then just kind of thought, oh yeah, it's just like another, I, I don't really need to know that. And then it was really a testimonial from a parent who had a child that um, was developmentally delayed and they took him, he was around two, to see Dr. Gillespie and it was really her testimonial that I read that was just like somehow really like struck me. And I was like, I have to go take that class right now. And I did. And, you know, same thing. I just, you know, I, I came back and I started using it right away. And it was, you know, addressing things that I had been seeing, you know, some clients for 15 years and, you know, right. things were not resolving. So it was like pretty miraculous and, you know, and amazing that, um, you know, how it works. And it was, and it was really easy for me to learn. You know, I was a body worker, but it, it is easy to learn, um, and it's really right brain. And and then you know when you take the class, you experience it yourself. So you have three days of experiencing what it feels like in your body to unwind that fascial strain. And so you you know you have the experience, and then you know, and then we teach you how to you know the how to feel it in the class. So 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 let's back up just a little bit because some of them have heard what the fascial system is. I primarily talk a lot about regulation and lymphatics through the beats, but we've talked about fascia as the secondary nervous system. Why don't you each give a little, like, what does the fascia mean? What is that? Explain it in your terms to the lay person, practitioner, whoever is listening, because we know that they don't get a lot of schooling uh, on the lymph or the fascia. So let's talk about the fascia and the cranial sacral system yeah. and, you know, and how these are tied together. What yeah. is CFT essentially? Yeah. What's CFT? Yeah. Well, um, well, I'll, let, let me just say a little bit about CFT before I talk about the fascia. So CFT was developed by Dr. Gillespie that Kim, you know, Kim already said he's a periodontist and, you know, some 35 years ago he was in practice and, you know, seeing lots of people. And he actually himself had very, very poor health as a child and as a young adult. And he had, you know, all kinds of health issues, sinus, headache, and, you know, he wasn't getting any results from any, you know, regular doctors. So he started, you know, seeking out some more alternative therapies and seeing a chiropractor. And this chiropractor told him, you know, your problem is that your cranial bones are restricted. And I mean, he was like, what does that mean? So he, so he's like started researching and studying with some of the osteopaths and later with, you know, John Barnes and studying myofascial therapy, but he studied with Viola Fryman, who's one of the original osteopaths. And um, he really started like taking these two modalities and merging them together um, and starting to treat his patients who had lots of craniodental strain. He was seeing people with, you know, TMJ, sinus issues, asthma, headaches, and he was seeing results. So, um, you know, it's really, CFT is really a blend of cranial sacral therapy. What, what you, most people hear of is CST and, you know, one of the major, um, you know, Upledger is really well known for, you know, the cranial sacral therapy 
and and then it's also a blend of you know myofascial release and John Barnes. So he you know studied with both of those um, you know systems and then really you know put them together um, to to merge them. So that's really what it is. And it's such a tongue twister to have to say cranial sacral fascial therapy, but we that's what we call it CFT for short. And but that's what it is. It's really the merging of the of the fascial system with the cranial sacral system. And he really felt like you know you cannot you cannot address either system without looking at both. And it's kind of like, we'll get into it a little bit more once we talk about fascia. Well, let me say a little bit about fascia. Um, basically fascia is the connective tissue that is consists of like muscles, tendons, ligaments, there's superficial fascia, there's deep fascia, there's visceral fascia. And how I explain it to just lay people is like, if you, if you have a piece of chicken, that's a raw piece of chicken and you pull the skin up you see all this white webby sticky stuff. And that's, that's fascia right there. And that fascia runs through your body longitudinally um, in some areas horizontally as well, but it's a web and it wraps around. There just are layers and layers and layers and layers of fascia. And it wraps around every muscle, every organ, every endocrine, every body part, and down into the bone, the periosteum of the bone. And so if we were to take the skeletal system away, we would see, you know, if we would see the out, we could actually see who that person was just by the fascial system. So it's really what holds everything together. Um, and, it, you know, there's some brilliant um, people out there, Tom Myers of Anatomy Trains, and then of course, Gil Headley, who just does brilliant work on um, in dissection of fascia. If you want to get a good glimpse into what fascia looks like and how um, entangled it is in, and, and so um, creating the web, go to his website, um, Gil Headley, and you'll see a lot of his dissections. And we, you know, we, we really share those in our class because um, it, you just don't have any idea how, um, how much fascia is in the body when you're doing a dissection. You, you can cut through fascia and there's just another layer and another layer and another layer. So it's really what holds everything together. And Does that yeah, it does. Kim, can you answer what the cranial sacral system is? Right. So we understand the fascia, so let's get the cranial sacral system. Right. So the cranial sacral system is are the structures of the brain, the spine, the sacrum, and 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 you expand it out into the cranial sacral fascial system because it lies within the whole fascial web, right? It's not just this own system unto itself. And what that does is it helps move cerebrospinal fluid which is manufactured in the brain, phase the brain down the spine out into the fascia. And, and the way that we know this to be true uh, and what, what Barry really stumbled upon to know to be true because we used to think that it was this closed system was the cerebrospinal fluid has been found in the fascia. So it's, it's coming down the spine and it's going out in, into the body, right? So that's why we know that it's important to look at the body and the system as one. So that a lot of times we get the question, well, what's the difference between craniosacral and craniosacral fascial therapy? And the difference is in the fascial web mm -hmm. because we are always connected into the craniosacral system as we are working with the fascial web. Ultimately, it's all one. Go ahead, Holly, say. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, we're, I mean, that's, that's the kind of question that we always keep like throwing out there in our classes. We, we say you have, a, we have one hand hooked into the cranial sacral system through the occiput or the sacrum, and then your other hand is out in fascial land. And what we're asking is where is, is there fascial strain between my hand that's out in fascial land and my hand that's hooked into the cranial sacral system? And that's really what we're teaching you is to feel the fascial strain. And then we follow the innate wisdom of the body, which actually does know how to heal itself and unwind itself. Um, and, and we as the practitioners are sort of just making that observation so that the innate wisdom of the body can unwind itself and do its thing. So um, we're really following- but What you just said, we have to exemplify because what you just said is the brilliance of the technique and we really need people to understand what you just said. That is so brilliant because it's not a little thing that you're just hooking up <laughs> the cranial sacral and the fascial system. And then as a practitioner, creating an awareness 
because the innate system already knows it. You're not creating awareness. You're creating a, like a, what was the word used? Not an awareness. We're, we're just, we're, we're making an observation. Observation. Yeah. And the power of observation is what sets the intention, correct? For yeah. the system to, to connect, to allow the innate intelligence to know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It does know what to do. And so that's, that's why the work is so brilliant. We'll, we'll talk later about infants, but you know, the infants, they are, they know, we know, we know how to heal ourselves and unwind. And we just, we offered a possibility that might not have been, um, you know, seen before by, by the body or by the person. Um, so it's, it's really quite, um, it's really quite, um, it's so non-invasive, you know, and we can't hurt anybody with it. So it just, it works for so many different, you know, mod I mean, so many different conditions. So if nobody's had cranial sacral before, can, can one of you explain what the cranial sacral feels like? And, and you're saying the word web a lot and you're saying unwind. And I think these are things that we understand because we've done cranial sacral work. And when I show up your class, it's like, oh, I got it. But if I had never heard those terms before, I don't know as if I'd necessarily understand what that's like. Because the first time I ever sat for a cranial sacral session 25 years ago, I was like, uh, are you going to do anything? Is there something going on? Are you, are you doing something? I'm paying you at the end of this, right? So you're going to do something, right? I was used to deep tissue massage. Can, so can you speak about that a little? Yeah. You want, Tim, you want to or you want me to? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, Kim and I have both taken cranial sacral therapy with Upledger. Um, it's really great too. And I, I'm, I'm so glad that I have that experience of cranial sacral. I was sort of the same way. I took it 20 years ago and I was like, well, that's interesting but I'm never gonna do that because it was just there, it was so nothing happening. It, there was, and then maybe like seven or eight years ago, I took it again with a brilliant teacher and I just, I really appreciated it. Um, so, you know, it just, but I think, I think the difference is with the cranial sacral therapy is there isn't, we're not really directly linking into the fascial system. And like Kim said earlier, there is so much fascia within the cranial sacral system which is around the brain. There's, you know, the, the dura, the pia, the arachnoid, which are all layers of fascia that protect and surround the brain and the spinal cord. And so we have to, we have to be hooking into the fascial system. Otherwise, we, what we see if we just, if we're just doing craniosacral therapy and there's a lot of fascial strain in the body, we don't see those cranial bones and the sacrum resolving or, or going into a balanced state until the fascial strain is unwound. And so that's really like what this is what we see with the infants is that really the fascial system because they've been in utero and fetal life for a long time and they're like in a small space that the fascial system really overrides the cranial sacral system and we really have to get in there and unwind the fascial system in order for the cranial bones to be able to settle into place and to work properly what does that mean the cranial bones to do they move? I mean, I'm asking that kind of rhetorical. I know the answer, but I want the lay people to understand what the cerebral spinal fluid is doing. Yes, it leaks out, not leaks, but it pushes out into the fascia, but what's its primary? Like, how does that work? Anatomy 101, cerebral spinal fluid. Go Kim. Kim, take it away. <laughs> so yes, the bones do move. So there are sutures, um, in the brain that you can see, or, or in the bones that you can see. And with this gentle expansion and contraction, it helps move the cerebrospinal fluid. Okay, so why is that important? It's important because it helps nourish the brain and the body, and it helps detoxify. So we need to have this movement. We, we talk about the expansion and the contraction that we feel when we do this work, and that's helping move the fluid so that you don't have stagnation. When we feel that there's stagnation and we, we use the term um, tightness, tightness in the body, tightness in the system, a tight brain cycle, we can talk a little bit about what that is. Um, people have a lot of different conditions. So when we see brain injuries, when we see migraines, when we see concussions, um, you know, babies with a lot of different issues that have had traumatic birth, these people have a very tight system. So when we open it up, and they're able to get more optimal flow of cerebral spinal fluid, conditions can resolve. Is, yeah. give, give me an, so beyond just, you know, birthing issues or head injuries, what other kind of things have you seen CFT help resolve? 
headaches, obviously. What other types of conditions? Well, yeah. okay. So if we start with um, the infants, we see the typical infant conditions. So general fussiness, baby doesn't sleep, baby doesn't poop, um, breastfeeding issues, issues with latch, tightness. You know, some moms will just say, my baby is tight, you know, and, and they can sense that in their baby, a lot of arching. If we, if we miss that, as an infant and we moving into toddler and children, then we can see things like asthma, learning issues, behavioral issues, um, you know, and then there's things out there like strabismus, strabismus, you know, the eyes aren't lined up. Um, we see things like earaches, we see mouth breathing. Then you get into your teenage years. It could be anxiety, depression, migraines, headaches, you know, then you add some concussions in and then you're really pushed over the edge. Adults, same thing. Um, we see a lot of the headaches, the anxiety, depression, sleep apnea, um, asthma, digestive issues. I mean, it goes on and on because there isn't one system in the body that isn't affected or wrapped in fascia. So if we free the fascia, you can gain mobility, you can gain function uh, physically uh, and you know, with the musculoskeletal system as well as brain function. So a lot of times the things that we hear from people is they say, I feel like the brain fog has lifted. You know, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I feel like more at peace. They can handle stress better because we're also affecting the nervous system, which you can't heal if your nervous system is jacked up all the time, right? So we've, we're, we're also addressing helping them calm their nervous system and get into a more parasympathetic state. I, you know, those of that know me, I don't sleep very much. I'm not a huge, like, oh my God, I gotta get my 10 hours of sleep. Like I'm a five to seven hours and I'm pretty good for most nights. Mm -hmm. the like how long is the class? Three days or four days? It's three. three. Okay, let me tell you, three days of class feels like seven days of therapy. By the third day, I was like, oh my God, please don't anybody touch my body. I'm processing so much. I am so done with work. And I mean, I loved it, it was great, but I slept from like 10 o'clock at night until seven in the morning for like the next three weeks. I had never slept that much in my life, honestly. And I was like, obviously my body's healing because all my body wants to do is go to sleep. And we had just started to unwind my scar and some little things. I had some big shifts that happened as a result of that class in just September. I, I can't even believe it. it was just September and we're in the end of January. And this whole thing has changed my scope, not my scope, but my, uh, my approach Mm -hmm. in the body because there's nobody lays on my table that doesn't have a little cft involved in my yeah, everybody needs it because you have to unwind these these tensions can you talk about the fascial tensions for a moment holly to get people to understand what that why they happen and what they are yeah well i mean it, people always ask us like oh so does cft work for this condition or that condition and what we always say is if there's fascial strain involved with that condition then we are going to affect that condition by unwinding the fascial strain. So, I mean, it really starts in fetal life from being in a, you know, a tight cramped space. And then if you have, we haven't even gone down this rabbit hole, but if you have any kind of oral restriction, like a tongue tie, lip tie, buckle ties, um, you know, the condition of the tongue is going to um, set the stage for how um, our, our palate develops and our cranial bones. And that's like, that's a whole nother podcast, which we'll talk about a little bit more maybe later. But um, so, so we, so we start out in fetal life with these, with these, like with fascial strain and we don't really see babies or, or children um, unless they get referred to us, you know, like people just aren't out getting their infants CFT or their children's CFT. But if we could, we could kind of start with a clean, a bit of a clean slate, because what we say with fascial strain is that, um, we, we unwind layers of fascial strain and it's like peeling an onion. Like we say, we're peeling the layers of the onion. And when that layer is gone, um, another layer comes forward. So when you get, you know, an adult on the table, that's 50 years old, give a lot of fascial strain to unwind. And those, you know, that strain comes from fetal life, can, you know, the condition of their, you know, their oral function um, and their, you know, cranial bones, but, but accidents, um, injuries, surgeries, medications, any kind of dental um, procedure that they've had done, you know, anything that puts um, strain into the fascial system creates our, our fascial onion that has to be addressed. So, so it's, it's yeah. trauma. Yeah. Trauma. It's trauma on a physical level and it's also trauma on the emotional level. 
So a lot of times, um, you know, we will take an intake and we'll kind of get an idea of what someone's history is. But the truth of the matter is we don't really even need to know that because we're just going to feel into the body. We're going to feel into the strain and we're going to release it as it comes up. And a lot of times you might say to someone, you know, you feel some, some, you feel some strain coming from the right knee or something. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't even tell you that, you know, this happened to my right knee or something. We can feel it. We can, that's what we teach our students to do is how to feel the strain and then how to follow the body to unwind it. And the fascial strain when you're unwinding it, what can occur for that person? Um, you know, cause like we in class, which is great. You do one side of the body, then you do the other. And I was like, really? Like we can't do both sides of the body on the same day. Can't we please? Cause I know how I'm going to feel when I leave here. <laughs> well, you mean when you're a demo, but when you're on the table, you have freedom to, to work with your partner as, as you want. But yeah, we, we, yeah. Cause the demos could go on forever. Everybody's always like, pick me. So, um, what you can feel. So first of all, you're, you're fully clothed in a session. Okay. And the first thing that we do is we put our hands on your head and we feel for what is called the brain cycle, which to me is just so, such brilliance to have as a practitioner. And it's our tool to feel how much tightness there is around the system. So I, I mentioned already part of the learning process. That it, is a it, very good part of the learning process. Yeah. How to feel these subtle energy shifts in the body that are physical, but are subtle. That's right. So the brain has an inherent motion that expands and contracts and that we will teach you how to feel that the expansion and the contraction and we're timing it and we're feeling for the quality of it, the symmetry of it, the amplitude of it. And that tells us how the system's running. Okay. So if we put our hands on you and there is no cycle, it's just, it's just stuck or it's very, very quick like this. We know that something is, is, is um, contributing to that stuckness, to that tightness. And we've got to then find where is this strain coming from so that we can free this up, okay? So we call that the brain cycle. So that is, I think, a very important piece as a practitioner to be able to feel that. For me, it, it always confirms that something has happened if I do the cycle and it's tight and then I open it up and I feel that. But ultimately, it's what the client is going to feel as far as their benefits. But there's a correlation between what I feel and the quality of the cycle and how they feel uh, you know, with, as far as benefit from CFT. Right. Okay. So we start with that and then we start feeling, okay, so we know that there's tightness and then where is that coming from? And so we will kind of assess and we'll feel the, feel the strain. Sometimes to the client, it may feel like nothing is happening, but underneath our hands, we can feel the shifts. Okay. Other times the body can move. It can be like a gentle unwinding, or stretching, um, but it's it's gentle. It's never forced or ma manipulative because we're following their body as to how they want to release and just supporting that. It kind of looks to me like two people are dancing together. There can be, it's, it can be, it can be that kinetic. And then at other times it can be very, it, like I said, it doesn't look like anything's happening um, and then that's why it's kind of fun when they come back and they're like, you know, oof, I slept for 10 days or, you know, whatever they, because detox is real, right? So the tissues hold toxins as we release the tissues, the toxins get released and they have to make their way out. Sometimes that's not fun. Yeah. Um, so you need to, you know, we say drink water, Epsom salt baths, um, and, and just work, work through that. It, it's something happened and it's, it's good, even though it may not feel good at the moment. Um, and that's in flow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not always the case. Sometimes they're, they, they can just start feeling benefit without, you know, without that detox, everyone responds differently. And, and I want to add in there the, the emotional piece too, because, you know, everything that comes into our body, you know, if it doesn't get sorted out, um, you know, through other systems, um, then, then the, the, so all the emotions we have, we have all the emotional, you know, part there that, you know, the fascial system is big. So when the liver and the gallbladder are working at nighttime to process everything that's come in, if they don't know what to do with it, then they just put it in the fascial system somewhere or in the muscles or in, you know, even in organs. And, and so, you know, we see emotional release happen on the table as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of times people don't even know what it's about. You know, they just, they have an emotional release and they don't even know why or what, 
they're not associating it with a particular accident or surgery or story. So we see that too. And I think, especially with kids, because they're so less inhibited than adults are that, you know, I have kids that'll just start, you know, just like a little tear will come down their face or they'll be sad. And, you know, and they, and we just, we, you know, honor that process and let it happen. And, you know, and then they, and then we move on and, and they've released that, you know, emotional piece within the, the fascia and that's gone. And we don't have to have a big story about it. You know, it doesn't have to be a big dialogue about it. And so the people are clothed, they lay on a table, they were working with a practitioner. And how long is the session approximately? It's like 45 minutes to an hour. And what can most people expect? Like if I walked in and had, I don't know, let's say I felt great. Let's say I walked in your office, I felt great. And I said, okay, I'm here to do CFT. Mm -hmm. What can I expect as a result of that as I start to unwind? Beyond the detox. Well, that's funny because people do that all the time. Uh You know, especially if you get like a friend or family member and they say, oh yeah, no, I don't have anything wrong. No, really you're like 45, 50, 60, 70 years old. You have nothing, you have no pain in your body at all. No, no, nothing, no, nothing's ever happened to me. And then you you just touch them and they, you know, go into like, oh my God, I had no idea that that was so, oh yeah, you know, I had, you know, dental surgery last week. So, you know, they just, people have such low body awareness, honestly. Uh, And if you're not in the business of, you know, health, you know, healthcare, and especially something like this, then you really don't know. And we just like, we have, we become master copers, right? At addressing pain, um, emotional trauma, stress from our, you know, relationships, family, money. I mean, COVID for God's sakes. I mean, we just have to do what we have to do. And we just, it becomes actually unconscious. So depending on how aware the person is, you know, they, but, but we find it, we can find it in a snap. And, you know, is, is there anybody that can't, shouldn't do CFT? I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, Barry would say everybody needs CFT because everybody's been a baby inside, you know, and, and had fetal life. And, um, but you know, there are, there are certain conditions that we definitely want to be, you know, mindful of, but most of all, any sort of, any kind of brain shunt, we don't want to, we wouldn't want to, you know, do CFT on those people. Um, You don't want to unwind the brain shunt. That makes sense. We don't want a brain shunt to come out now. Yeah, that's not a good thing. So uh, fortunately, I've never had anybody, well, I have had people ask, but yeah, it's just, it's not a real common thing, but yeah, that's really the only thing that we, And, and my question, this question really stems from my own pure curiosity. So as I was sitting in class, I was thinking, okay, so everybody, I agree. If we could get kids before they have an issue and like they come out of utero and then they go have a CFT appointment or five in the next five weeks, we could probably prevent a heck of a lot of things in their future. You know, and I think like myself, like I had, I was on crutches pretty much my entire high school career for my ankles because I play basketball and volleyball. But I think back and I was like, well, I wonder if maybe I was in utero, somehow my ankle is, most of my ankles are twisted and now I have just weak fascial things. Because even to this day, when I sit in lotus style, that's still an issue. So that's what I'm coming to Kim for next week. But my point is that, is there, like, why all of a sudden, is, do you think this has been going on forever that we are born with fascial tensions? Or do you think maybe when we were more indigenous living and we worked in the fields and stuff, we allowed our bodies to unwind better? Oh, that's such a good question. Mm-hmm. Of course. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, well, through the years, we haven't even discussed like the tongue tie issues and, and, but there, and the genetic mutations that have happened. But yeah, if we were living outside, we would be completely different. Yeah. I mean, the development of our, our, of our oral, you know, tongue stuff, we would be chewing on, you know, meat and sticks and berries. And, you know, there, I mean, if you, if you know, Weston Price's work, I mean, yeah. Okay. So he did all, he was a dentist. He did all that research back in the thirties and presented it all. And we don't, I mean, we truly indigenous people, we see them with beautiful spines, you know, um, amazing, you know, face structure, amazing cranial bones, straight white teeth and you know yes so yeah definitely it's the introduction of uh you know what we were introduced to you know the the sugar the processed foods we all just sit in our houses all day with the heat cranked up and you know we don't well, do any carriers i mean even the moby wraps like i carry styles <laughs> around a moby wrap and i think back now knowing what i know about fascial strains and i'm like oh my god no more moby wraps like let your kid move around and let him 
like wiggle and move and like, and we just got a puppy and I see this dog constantly like moving and shaking. I'm like, look, she's unwinding her stuff. That's great. Keep unwinding. But so there, there could be a point in our future if we, as we enlighten that we might not need to have CFT right away as we're born because then we allow the child to unwind. But in this day and age, essentially everybody needs needs it. And I, I don't think we're going to living outside. I think we're going to being inside more. So that is, there's, there's a couple of different, you know, like MoveNat and GMB Fitness. Those are awesome. Like, you know, mobility, you know, being outside and doing natural movement in nature that how we, how we would be if we lived outside. Right. Right. And I would imagine you could do this on animals and I do it on my cat. I have a video doing it on my cat yeah and most have fascia too so I, I worked on a horse the weekend after your class actually I worked on my friend's horse and it was the craziest thing ever because she's she, he started kicking his foot out and Carrie was like oh my god look at that I was like I know he's working it out this is so cool right it was a little scary I have to be honest because I hadn't touched a horse in like 30 years in that way so I was like okay we're just gonna see how they unwind Ooh. but it, it was wonderful it was wonderful so um I know that the dental component is an entire podcast all in itself. And I understand that y'all are going to be part of a dental summit coming up in this year by um, Siobhan Sarna, which is exciting that you both are going to be on that. But yeah. can you just speak to that a little bit? Because we have so, you know, my first person on my podcast I interviewed was a biological dentist. And about every third to fifth show, I have somebody on from the biological dental world and understanding that. And, and you are part of that piece because for me, we have a lot of dental appliances. We have a lot of airway situations. We have bite issues. We have um, orthodontistry, braces, and uh, trauma, it- trauma, 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 trauma. Yeah. So yeah. we we look at, you know, when we're looking at babies right out of right out of uh, you know out of out of the gate, we are looking at their oral function and what's happening with their tongue. And the telltale sign of a lot of this are issues with breastfeeding, right? So we want the tongue to be resting on the roof of the mouth, lip sealed and breathing through our nose. I mean, that's optimal. That's what we all wanna be doing and, and swallowing properly. If the baby has a restriction with their tongue uh, or their lip, that, and, and when I mean, I mean a physical restriction, so they have a tie, that may need to be addressed, right? So, I mean, Holly and I are not tongue tie providers or anything like that, but we've seen enough that we might be able to point moms in the right direction and educate them about where this is heading. So if that does not get addressed and that tongue is not able to get on the roof of the mouth, which is going to form a nice wide palate, okay? Then that can later lead to a high palate, pressing up into the sinuses, distorting the cranial bones, distorting the orofacial bones. So not only aesthetically are things not gonna go well, but also just physically, because if you're breathing through your mouth because the tongue's not up and you're not nasal breathing, that can affect the whole trajectory of health down the road because we need to be breathing through our nose for you know lots of different reasons. The air gets moisturized, it gets filtered, you create nitric oxide. So that's a whole nother podcast too, is just talking about proper breathing, which is starting to get out in the mainstream, which we're pretty excited about. But where does it start? It all starts with that tongue. So we go in and we, re- we help release the tightness in the oral structures, under the tongue, on the tongue, in the, in the TMJs. Um, in, in older people, every tooth has fascial strain. Uh, dental surgeries, like you said, all of the things that we do with braces and the appliances that are going in now, that restricts brain motion, okay? We could feel right then if someone has been, if someone's been to a dentist, if someone's wearing an appliance, if that's restricting this expansion and contraction. So that's why we love to work with dentists and particularly dentists who are going to understand the craniosacral fascial component to what they're trying to do. It's not just about straightening the teeth, right? We've got to address the structures at large, and then we've got to address this whole craniosacral fascial system because I have seen people just completely wrecked from braces, from appliances, and you know all different kinds of contraptions in their mouth. So, which is why you both got trained as myofunctional therapists. So we studied. Yeah, we thought we, you know, we were we were starting to attract people in the integrative, holistic, uh, orthodontic world, dentistry world, um, myofunctional therapists. And Holly and I thought, 
this is a big piece because if we release the strain, if there's a tongue tie release involved, whatever, but, but people continue to do the same habits of having their low, low tongue posture, lips open, breathing through, people don't know. So we've got to retrain and it's like physical therapy for the mouth, for the proper breathing so that they can move forward, you know, with everything released and proper patterning. I don't know the answer to this and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you remember how many muscles there are in the face? There are, no, I can't say. It's like yeah, over hundreds, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I just want people to be aware of that because I don't think people are aware of that. Like if their shoulder was sore, they'd run to the massage therapist and get it worked out. Nobody thinks about their jaw being sore or, or you know, they're, oh, my, my tongue is, is a little tight. I can't stick my tongue in all the way. I can't put my tongue on the roof of my mouth. I mean, these are such important things that I've gotten to the point where in studying embry embryology, where we start, we start as a fascia and a tongue. There's something to this folks. Yeah. So I really want people to understand that if we start that way, if that's how we develop, we want to make sure that that develops the most optimal way possible because yes. structure and function go together. The body can't function unless there's proper structure. Right, right. So I would just, you know, for anyone listening, where is your tongue right now? Is your tongue on the roof of the mouth, the tip, the middle, the back? Is it up there? And, and, most if, you, people, and if you have any restriction, you may not be able to get it there. So, so that you may have to address that. Yeah. yeah. So if you have a, you know, a, a tongue tie and gosh, so many of us do, you know, that people don't even know that it's, I, I miss Silas's until after your class. And I went home, was like, how the heck did I miss this? Oh my God. So well, we've well, seen, you know, know, just after learning what we've learned from that world of integrative orthodontists and tongue tie and, and lactation consultants and everything, we, we have the people that come in and um, let's just take their kid, you know, diagnosed with ADHD. They don't sleep. They're up all night. They're wired. They can't focus. They have bad breath. They have cavities. They have reflex. It's like, you just start checking these boxes and what does it come back to? It comes back to mouth breathing. Why are they mouth breathing? It may be because, um, maybe because there's, there's tightness in the sinuses and they can't breathe through their nose. So that's where we come in as the body worker and help with the CFT. And then we can also help educate and guide parents or people to other uh, practitioners or doctors that may be able to help them if that's the route where they wanna go to really get to the bottom of those problems because the end stage of all this is sleep apnea. And I cannot tell you how much sleep apnea that I see here, you know, and then you gotta go do the CPAP. And, but meanwhile, you know, your, your gastro system, your cardiovascular system, your brain, everything is being affected because you're not getting the proper amount and the proper quality of oxygen. So. And, and oxygen and water is what it's all about in the body. Yeah. And yeah, that wins. So we love to riff on that, uh, but you know, it's, it's head to toe. It, it really is. It's, it's, um, you know, addressing so many different things in the body and you really don't always know, like Holly said, someone may come in and say, I have migraines and okay, that's great. We're gonna, we're still gonna treat the body as a whole and we're gonna see how the body wants to heal and in what time that body wants to heal. And, and go ahead, Holly. Oh, I was just gonna say like, you know, I, I don't think that people think much about the, the frenulum, which is the, the, tissue underneath the tongue is that's what it is is fascia it's connective tissue and you know if you just go in and put a search into google of like the the fascial um pattern or the you know the of the the train of the tongue goes all the way down to the big toe and so why cft is important for you know anybody that's going to have a tongue tie release is that if that fascia is really tight underneath the tongue when we unwind it it brings the fascia more forward so that they get the most optimal release from the provider. And so we always want people to have, you know, CFT or body work before a release and after a release, because in after, there's a whole new coordination pattern matrix that has to get sorted out with the whole musculoskeletal fascial system and start and reorganize again. So- And that's where that re-education comes in too, right? Yeah. Because now everybody can have new information. There's better circulation of the information. And you can all see why I fell in love with Holly and Kim when I met them, because they're right on the track with our tribe of knowing that we don't treat conditions. We get the autonomic nervous system to do its job and we, un we unhinder it, if that's the right word, um, to get it, the blockades removed 
from the autonomic nervous system at the level of the cranial sacral system at the level of the fascia with the CFT. Right. And so there's a lot of people listening to this going, oh my God, I want to go take their class. Tell them there's two classes coming up in March and June, right? Yes. So yeah. let's talk about them. March 5th, 6th, 7th is in North Carolina. Chapel Hill, North Carolina in March. Um, and then uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th. And then we will be in Kansas City, Missouri. And that will be in June, uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th. So if you are interested in the details, you can go to our teaching website is craniosacralfasciotherapy.com. And you can click through to trainings and look at the details and register there. Um, if anybody is interested in experiencing CFT as a, for a session, uh, I am in Westchester, Pennsylvania. My website is kimsherlock.com. Holly is in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and she's hollysteflick.com. And Kelly, you are in North I'm, Wales. Yes, I'm in North Wales, Pennsylvania. And Sarah and I are both trained in it now. And yeah. we're, yeah, so you know our website because you're on it. So find us. Right. So <laughs> you can get us through all those, through all those places. You can also, if you want to learn more about the whole approach, gillespieapproach.com is Dr. Barry Gillespie's website. He has a ton of videos, a ton of information there, articles. Um, and there's also a Facebook page where you could kind of connect with other people who have trained or are interested in CFT at, and that's Gillespie approach as well. And right now the class is open for anybody, correct? Like you can be a parent and take this class. You can be, yes. a oh yeah, we don't have any, we don't have any, um, any, you don't have to have any credentials at this point to come. You will, you know, receive a certificate of attendance. And you and get CEUs if you're a massage therapist, right? You get 23 CEUs. Yes. And CBTMB. And um, we are hoping at some point this year to have our infant class. So you need to take the foundations class if you do want to take the infant training. Infant training is awesome. It's yeah, three we days. can't wait for COVID to be over just so we can have the infant training. Uh, yeah, it's his babies. We bring babies in and we round robin babies for three days. So you will actually be working on babies. And it's just, it's an amazing three days. So we're, we have a lot of people interested. That is a limited, we only take 12 students for that. So if you want to take the foundation and get in on the infant, jump on that when you see that posted. So I just want to ask one more question of you both. And so just if you, and again, I put you on the spot, but that's your, your new, my, my new friends, but you'll learn I do that a lot. So just come up with like, what is one thing you'd like to tell the world from what you learned of CFT from everything that you know about the body, it doesn't have to be just about CFT. Like what is the message you wanna get out to the world that you have the opportunity, let's say every single person is gonna, in the planet is gonna sign up. You're gonna have 76 million, 100 million people listen to you tonight, tomorrow, whenever this post. What do you want them to know? I want them to know that this may be the missing piece. This may be what they've been looking for, okay? And the thing that I hear most from my clients is why don't we know about this, <laughs> right? And it's so frustrating to me sometimes to hear their journeys and that, you know, I, it's like we're the, last, we're the last hope sometimes, right? And, and their concussions resolve, the migraines they've had for 20 years resolve, their kids can focus in school. And it's just like, it's so simple and it should just be known and it should be out there. And it, it could be a missing piece, maybe not the piece, but it could be a missing piece to your health. Yeah, totally agree. Thank you. Well, um, Kelly, I was thinking like, as you were talking about the nervous system, like that's like kind of like if we zoom way out, that's really what we're trying to do is to affect the nervous system, put um, our person back into parasympathetic mode because that's where, that's where healing and growth happens. You have to be in rest and relaxation, healing and growth in order for your body to repair itself. And I think that so many of us are just in this constant state of sympathetic mode, fight or flight. So CFT is, uh, you know, is addressing um, the nervous system through the cranial, you know, all the 12 cranial nerves. Um, and, and we have a very, you know, special technique for the vagus nerve, which has so much to do with the parasympathetic nervous system. So like, I would say like, you know, everybody has nervous system dysregulation. Can we help you um, regulate your nervous system through CFT? And okay, that's that's the, my my one thing. But I have to just add, like my favorite thing has been like I'm obsessed with like oral function, 
And so like, I just like, can't like study enough about the tongue and the palate and how, why are we not, why do people not know about the tongue and, and that it is the key to, you know, not only aesthetics of your cranial bones and your face and how you look, but it's all about how your airway is going to develop. You know, how's your, how is your maxilla bone or your mandible going to develop? Where, how are your teeth going to come in? You know, it's there, so, so it's so much for me about like that, that piece of the tongue and getting the tongue into the correct spot and getting correct breathing, nasal breathing going on that I really want people to know about. Ladies, this has been awesome. And, and I am so excited that you are on this today because I really hope that this stimulates the world to get to know you and put you on all sorts of other podcasts for your future, because I agree. This is, that was my takeaway after that weekend. Not enough people know about you. What the hell's going on? Why don't more people and my colleagues in particular know about this technique? Because this is an incredible technique that's so simple, so easy to understand, so easy to feel, especially if you're a body worker and get such profound, simple, not simple, profound results for people so simply. And I thank you both for your devotion teaching it. It's just absolutely incredible. And I really want people to understand that that's our message to you is that you, your body is the healing capacity. That's it. You need to learn how to access it. And that's what practitioners like us do. And I appreciate that they shouted us out, but there are a lot of other practitioners across the world that have taken their technique. So don't hesitate if you are listening to this and you don't live in one of those three areas we talked about to reach out to Kim and Holly so that they can help you navigate those waters, or perhaps you should be the one taking the class so you can be the practitioner in your area because this does need to be out there. This needs to help people so that we're not, we're really preventing illness instead of trying to, you know, clean up a big mess at the end, whenever the end is, you know, when finally somebody's like, okay, I'm at that desperate end of my rope. Now I'll do CFT or holistic medicine, biological medicine and see if it works. And we all feel like if you had just done this on the first approach, you would have saved yourself a ton of money, first of all, and a ton of time and had a lot more joy. Yeah, joy. That's right. I also want to mention that we are so appreciative of being on your podcast. First of all, we want to offer to your listeners um, a $50 discount for off of our tuition. So if they choose to register and they just mention the word beats, we will honor them with a $50 discount. Um, And there's also some early bird discounts available. So we would love for you to take advantage of both. And we'd love to see you in class. And I would just say that the price of admission is worth just the treatment alone. If you never do anything with the technique, but you go take the class and you get three days of intense or three days of intensive care, yeah. it's absolutely worth the price, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So thank you all for thank listening. You, we'll see you soon. See you soon. And thank you for sharing this, everybody, letting the world know about CFT, CFT Global. See you there. Okay. Bye.